0: And the Extra Point is good.
1: Welcome in to our number two of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. Follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It's Thursday. It's January 11th. Bob Kemp, Caleb Morcellaro here with you up until 1 o'clock today. Reacting in hour number one to Nick Saban announcing his retirement from coaching college football. Here momentarily, we'll dive into the reaction to the Patriots moving on from head coach Bill Belichick. Robert Kraft addressing the media right now locally for uh, the New England media. The previous press conference just had statements from both him and bill belichick so we'll try to try to follow along the best that we can but first let's reset the scene with today's poll questions and we'll get things started with the kdos 1060.com poll question is nick saban the greatest football coach college or pro in american sports history no leading the way here at 61 percent of the vote yes is trailing at 39 percent we will officially answer this question around 12 30 today. There is Super Wild Card Weekend upcoming. Bob had a Packers conversation with Cody Krupp of Fox 11 Green Bay. Uh, You know, the rise of the Packers here, Jordan Love at the helm and how they're going to fare against the Cowboys. So who do you have Sunday at Dallas? Cowboys minus 7.5, Packers plus 7.5. This is on X at KDUS AM 1060. Cowboys out in front at 65% of the vote. Packers trailing at 35%. Another question that we will answer around 12.30 today. Phone call time for you, 602-260-1060. We'll do that around 12.15 in today's program so bill belichick leaving the patriots after 24 seasons it was six super bowl rings nine super bowl appearances belichick replaced pete carroll in 2000 we have the news from yesterday carroll moving into an advisory role with the seahawks belichick though some numbers 333 career victories including the playoffs don shula sitting at 347 Belichick's 24 years with the Patriots was the fifth longest of any head coach with one team, and he's been in the NFL for 49 straight seasons. He has 17 division titles with the Patriots. Shula, Andy Reid, Tom Landry all have 13 he had that undefeated season in 2007, but it didn't result in a Super Bowl. There, of course, is Spygate and Deflategate. In part of that 24-year tenure with the Patriots, it amassed to a 266 and 120 regular season record and a 30 and 12 postseason record.
0: Yeah, let me say one quick thing about Pete Carroll before we get to the Belichick thing in more detail yeah yesterday you know, was the statement that it was a mutual decision or whatever term they use. There is no doubt now uh that after listening to Pete Carroll's press conference yesterday he was fired
1: okay, uh, on onto yes, the, on, yeah, on the Belichick
0: thing um you know the yeah you know, it seems like you know, this should be to me. Uh, and I know that uh, you know. I'm just listening to Robert Kraft, and he is actually taking questions. But Pelichek is uh, he apparently left the building. He's not there. Uh, but uh, to me, this has been kind of a like a eulogy type of thing. This should be if I'm a Patriots fan, uh, followed this team. And Kayla, you can answer this much better than I can because you're a Patriots fan. I think this actually should be a celebration of the last twenty-four years and winning six Super Bowls, that I'm like a you know, it's the you know, a eulogy type of thing, which is kind of the kind of the tone I've gotten on you know, ESPN, NFL Network, and Fox Sports One this morning.
1: So I was watching uh, the press conference this morning on uh, Patriots.com, and as soon as it ended, it went to uh, whoever's on their digital content content team and they had talked about walking into the building this morning was a very somber feeling that there was tons of people in the building but nobody was really talking and it just also kind of seems like a lot of people were still in shock about it that you know, tomorrow you're going to walk into the building and the way that you've done something for 24 years is not going to be the way we're doing it tomorrow. Um, So I think the celebration side of things would probably come if the announcement was he's retiring from football and we're going to see him in the broadcast booth. But when he alludes to he's going to be on another sideline, when Robert Kraft pointedly says i'm rooting for bill belichick except when we see him on another on an, on the opposing side basically saying he's expecting him to be getting another job i kind of understand that it's more of uh thank you so much for the 24 years we'll get to the celebration when your career is over
0: yeah, I guess. But to me, the ULG actually should have been when Mac Jones became the starting quarterback with the Patriots and not when Belichick, after everything he's accomplished, is leaving the organization.
1: This is also interesting. Adam Schefter had tweeted this out, and it came from the Get Up producer, Paul Hombo. Uh, since the Patriots hired Bill Belichick in 2000, the other 31 NFL teams have used 162 head coaches in 224 <laughs> total coaching stints.
0: Wow. Uh, I would have had the under on those numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, certainly this is going to be quite interesting here. In um, Belichick and all of his accomplishments here with the Patriots, it's remarkable. A lot of people use the hyperbole that we're never going to see this type of run again. Um, when you discuss though coaching legends and you discuss their mark on the sport, do you have to include their coaching tree? And does the coaching tree success matter to you when discussing their legendary status?
0: I could personally care less about the coaching tree. Uh, what I think Belichick has done during the salary cap era uh, and uh, so forth, especially early in his time, uh, not necessarily early in his time, but before the last three or four years, not just the Brady departure, but just the, you know, a lot of the, you went through this the other day, uh, with some of those names that they they've drafted and they haven't resigned any of these guys and you know I've mentioned some of the free agent uh, additions they've made. Do you, you know, throw out the last X number of years of some you know, bad personnel decisions? But what he did for like 15 years and kind of a you know kind of the caveman era of the uh, the salary cap type of thing was especially impressive and you know i know that brady helped them out a lot and as far as the cap goes and so forth uh with his salary and so in in all those things but you know it's much more difficult to accomplish what he did during this era than it was the other alleged great head coaches especially like don shula who lost more big games than he won in my opinion uh but uh you know what he's accomplished, Belichick, and, and everything that's uh, surrounding him during this era of professional sports is especially impressive and better than any other NFL coach we've ever seen.
1: It's really interesting, depending upon the, the, the player that you speak to about their time in New England. Like You have uh, Danny Amendola being on record of saying, we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. You've had other players glowingly talking about their time uh, with Bill Belichick, that it was his preparation and attention to detail, and we just kind of accepted that we walk in the halls and sometimes he might say hello to us and sometimes he won't, Uh, but that he was so determined to win. It's just kind of interesting to see and hear some of the different players' perspective on how they felt they were treated in regards to the outcomes that they had for 24 years.
0: Yeah, I think that partly is because, you know, like a taskmaster, maybe that's uh, just a term that I thought of right off the top of my head when you brought that up. Uh, You know, that we've all had, especially if you're older like myself, uh, a lot of uh, bosses, supervisors, whatever, uh, that you've worked with uh, and for. And, you know, some were your friends and some of them weren't your friends and some of the ones that weren't my friends were actually – you know, I think the best at their jobs uh, and so forth. So, you know, not everybody is going to love somebody that is demanding uh, as far as a uh, supervisor, in this case, head coach. Uh, That's you know, there's going to be a lot more, uh, I think, people that don't like those guys, even if they were successful in what they were doing at the time. I think that that factors in here.
1: You know, this is something that I thought of because this all happened uh, so quickly in the last 24 hours with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks and Nick Saban retiring from Alabama and Bill Belichick here with the Patriots. And then if we kind of take a view out a bit over the last year and a half, two years, if we will... In sports, we're so accustomed to shelf life being limited, you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's performance as a coach, that we need something new to to spark us. You're getting three years to turn something around. You're not getting 24 years. Uh, So when we have kind of being accustomed to turnover in sports whether it's a player or a coach kind of what we're going through in this last year and a half seems like a total end to an era of some extreme greatness whether it be that longevity and sustained success as a coach as longevity and sustained success as an athlete you know bill belichick 71 ending 24 years with the pats 49 years in the nfl nick saban 72 16 seasons with alabama and of course his long career and success that we highlighted in hour one pete carroll 72 13 seasons with the seahawks and of course you have his two-year stint with the patriots and his eight year run with usc football but then if you're also going to include over the last year and a half tom brady 22 seasons roger federer in tennis and all that he accomplished with 20 grand slam titles retired in 2022 serena williams retiring in 2022 with 23 grand slam titles then you go back to the coaching ranks in college. Mike Krzyzewski walking away in 2022, five NCAA titles for him. Uh, Jim Bayheim, and all those years at Syracuse, the longevity, dominance. Am I just saying that this is a bit of a relevant, uh, relevance, relevancy bias here, or is there potentially that we are, have experienced just a lot of sustained greatness, and it's all kind of coming to an end here in the last year and a half?
0: I'm sure there're going to be other coaches that establish greatness, maybe not to these heights. And uh, I had a phone call conversation this morning with a friend of mine, uh, and she's not a sports fan. Uh, and uh, she had to, you know, she called me about something that has nothing to do with this, but she did mention uh, the Belichick and uh, Nick Saban. And she's not, like I said, not a sports fan, but just to give you a, maybe I think a good perspective of how you know they're, how well known they are. Uh, is just you know in the in the world itself is that she mentioned she knew about this before you know I wasn't going to bring it up because we were talking about something else but you know she uh, you know, knew I was going to go on the air soon and says you're gonna have quite quite a day here right <laughs> yeah that's true and the fact that she actually knows Belichick and Sabin I think just kind of speaks to their legendary status at this point
1: The Belichick isms, you know, the first one that comes to mind for me is uh, we're on to Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think he answered at least six questions with we're on to Cincinnati in that press conference. But it seems like it's become if you're a sports fan, you use it. uh, Even if you're not talking about the Patriots or football, you just kind of use it when we're hey, we're turning the page to something. Um then of course his Belichick ism of do your job. That one I yeah. think is plastered all over uh the Gillette stadium halls.
0: And that's a Saban thing too. I heard uh you know, Booger McFarland uh talking about that and then uh, you know they were all talking about this yesterday when they were you know when the the Saban news broke and you know things like uh, you know that, that that came up, you know, that was you know certainly uh, I think it was actually on, the, on one of the on the one of the walls at Alabama, that thing to do your job type of thing. And I, Greg McElroy mentioned that, too, by the way, uh, I mentioned him earlier.
1: I was reading something earlier. I don't know when Saban had said this quote, but it was in reference to working for Bill Belichick and him saying, like, one of the things I most appreciate about working for you is that. I know exactly what you are expecting of me and I yeah. know what to expect of you every single day. And so he carried that into you know, his head coaching that the expectations and the groundwork are going to be laid and we need to be achieving it every single day. I think you could probably say that for anything that you're doing uh, in business and in life.
0: Hopefully if you're doing it right. I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that take shortcuts and yeah, uh, you know, fortunately, I don't think I'm one of those. And Kayla, you're definitely not one of those. And uh, but it's a whole different uh, world and uh, you know, a whole way uh, to function in the world that's differently if you don't have that situation or that kind of uh, stability and respect at the top.
1: More Bill Belichick isms that come to mind here. Uh, him screaming "No days off" at the <laughs> Super Bowl parade.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's true.
1: And then his, in some way, shape, or form, he is always saying, we did what we thought was best for the team, when he doesn't really want to explain why they did something. It was, we did what we thought was best for the team. Um, and then how about this, though? I mean, how many times did he do this, like when the Patriots were playing the Cardinals? He would spend 20 minutes just going off on how great Larry Fitzgerald is. And it's not that he only did that for Larry Fitzgerald. He would do that for tons of different teams and you knew that that was going to be a key player that they were going to focus on whether it was going to be uh we're not letting that guy beat us so we are going to take him out of the ball game or there was some sort of reason that he was highlighting you for a long period of time for a guy who's usually typically pretty short with his answers choosing to go off like he would before an opponent
0: yeah and not just that part. I, I don't I, I totally agree with that what you're saying there, but also if I were one of those players mentioned specifically, I mean that would be like the ultimate level of respect uh, you know, the greatest coach of all time in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, uh, talking me up before a game, you've got to feel pretty good about yourself at that point.
1: Uh, and as I mentioned, usually a man of few words, except if you would potentially get him in a good mood on a Friday and ask him like a history of football question or a Lawrence Taylor question or a special teams question and 30 minutes later he might still be talking about it.
0: That's true. The other thing is, you know, I remember the NFL Network, was it two or three years ago, now didn't the greatest, whatever it was, ever, you know, the countdown, the players yeah, ever. And he was like the historian of this whole thing. I mean – yeah, I watched that show just because of him and to hear him talk about you know players, some of the guys that he never faced because they were very, you know, they were very veteran players and so forth, the Jim Browns of the world. I don't specifically remember that because, obviously I grew up in Ohio There was a Jim Brown fan in the sixties and and so forth. But uh he did uh, you know one segment with just Jim Brown and I forgot who the moderator was. I apologize for that. But uh, the moderator was just kind of off to the side (laughs) side at that point anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because there was also the time that uh, they were featuring Tom Brady and Bill was part of the panel and everyone was kind of wondering how that was going to go and it went really well. Was it Rich Eisen?
0: I was just gonna say, as soon as I you know went to, the, you know, as soon as you started talking to you, it was Rich Eisen, so I remembered that right before you even brought it up. So sorry about that, Rich. <laughs> so I'm sure Rich is still uh, you know celebrating the uh, Michigan national championship victory.
1: <laughs> and the last Bill Belichick-ism, if you will, that kind of comes to mind when I think about him. Certain times, if he really doesn't like a particular part of a question, he will answer it with "Come on." What are we talking about here?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I talk about coach speak a lot. In fact, I already mentioned that term in the last hour and a half here or so. But uh, Belichick was never the standard coach speak. It was his own little vernacular. (laughs)
1: Absolutely
0: was.
1: (laughs) So we'll see if the hoodie and his cutoff sleeves are going to be on another sideline because there are some job openings in the NFL. Uh, Does seem like the rumor mill for Atlanta is starting to heat up.
0: I was just going to say, well, I think that's by far the best fit for him. They have the most stable ownership of the teams that I think actually have an opening right now. They have some really good players. They need a quarterback. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. And as far as the hoodie and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, whatever you call the, the, the cut, cut off sleeves, uh, sweatshirt, they play indoors. They're their home games.
1: <laughs> I imagine he'll still do it. <laughs> uh, I did see or hear that Josh McDaniels was present for the morning press conference. So, wonder if uh, Josh is going to be the new OC wherever Bill lands.
0: He's got nowhere else to go at this point. He's got nothing planned, I don't think, so he, he was he showed up. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS, AM 1060.
1: Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. Right now, make sure you're downloading that KDOS 1060 app. Sixth throw hoops tickets downtown Phoenix. Include some food and drink as well. To get yourself eligible to potentially be the winner, Download the KDOS 1060 app. Make sure you're registered. Follow along with the listener instructions. And we'll be pulling winners at month. End. Uh, before we move along to your phone calls, if you'd like to chime in, 602 260 1060 is the number, and to other matters, I do want to make mention of this because Tom Brady just posted this to his Instagram account in regards to Bill Belichick. He says here, I'm incredibly grateful to have played for the best coach in the history of the NFL. He was a great leader for the organization and for all of the players who played for him. We accomplished some amazing things over a long period of time, many of which will be hard to replicate. He worked every day to help us achieve the ultimate goal in the ultimate team sport. And although we were successful, some of the greatest lessons I learned were in the moments where we faced the most challenging adversities. He set the tone for the organization to never falter in the face of adversity and to do what we could do and what was in our control, which was to go out and do our job. It's in all
0: capitals. Uh, <laughs> that's, and that's, that's, that's appropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah. why so I had to get it in there. Uh, and then he concludes yep. here with, I couldn't, I could never have been the player I was without you, Coach Belichick. I am forever grateful, and I wish you the best of luck in whatever you choose next.
0: I think that's fair. That sounds right. I can't can't uh, quarrel with that. How about you? you I cannot. No. Uh,
1: you know, because okay. the argument always is right. Uh, uh, who needed who? uh who's more successful than who who was more beneficial to the team than who when you're trying to parse through their success Tom Brady has a Super Bowl now with the Tampa Bay organization uh that Bill Belichick doesn't have an additional one as a head coach on the resume but I think it's pretty clear that you know Belichick is a very good coach. I think it's also pretty clear that Tom Brady worked himself into being an incredibly accomplished quarterback, smart quarterback, that he would have had success in his career. Belichick would have had success in his career. But the combination of the two of them and the way that Tom's personality kind of counteracted Bill's personality, it allowed for their run to happen.
0: I think that's accurate. I think that's fair. I think that's well said, and I'm willing to add to it (laughs) because I don't have to.
1: Over in the PGA Tour, uh, the event at the Sony Open in Hawaii, Wai Lai Country Club is underway. Alex Noren is your leader. He's three under par through nine holes. Our guy, Adam Svensson, he's even through four holes, so we'll need him to uh, pick up some birdies. And our other guy, Matt Kuchar, has yet to tee off, so we'll continue to monitor that situation on the PGA Tour as they are in uh, Starting the year, this is the first full field event after the uh, Invitational that was taking place last week. Some other bits of news as we continue on in the uh, football world. We touched on it a bit when we were discussing potential replacements for um nick saban and his retirement announcement but you have texas getting their quarterback quinn ewers back uh he announced today that he is returning to texas what do you make of that decision for him
0: i don't think it's terribly surprising i mean he was injured some of this season uh also i don't think he had some great moments this season too uh so there's what uh there's that part of it the other part of it is everybody just assumed he wouldn't be around uh, when the uh, when Texas joins the SEC and Arch Manning has been the backup all year long, and uh, yeah Murphy the other you know, guy who was technically their backup during the regular season not technically he was actually the replacement you know, when Ewers didn't play because of injury uh, he's transferred he's gone uh, so everybody just kind of assumed I think for uh, I'm guessing the Manning family even kind of assumed uh for some time that you know when they join the sec arch will be the starting quarterback for the university of texas
1: yeah so that'll be interesting to see if arch uh looks to go elsewhere or if he sits another year behind uh queen ewers
0: uh yeah that'd be uh you know if sarkeesian leaves that might be uh you know why he leaves i'm just kidding uh he's not. yeah he's not gonna leave but uh yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, I assume there's going to be a legitimate competition to see who's the starting quarterback. But if uh, that's true, then yeah, maybe yours should have like enter- entertained the transfer portal and gone somewhere else if he's not going to the NFL.
1: The other big name I saw from this morning announcing they're returning to school, uh, that's Ohio State wide receiver Emeka Aguka.
0: Yeah, Marvin Harrison officially announced today he's leaving, but I don't think he's too terribly surprising there. The Ibuka, I mean, he's got to prove he can stay healthy. Uh, He's been an efficient player. He's got to prove he can stay healthy, and he's also got to prove that he can be the number one guy, uh, which he obviously was not when Harrison was there. And Ohio State, uh, they do have a nice receiver room still. Uh, they've got people coming back. They had you know, a freshman that was a contributor this year. They've got a couple of top receivers coming in in the next year's class. Uh, but uh, I think there's some questions about Abuka as far as uh, the NFL is concerned at this point, And I think that uh, led to his decision.
1: Uh, the other thing that uh, we're having our focus on is NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, and we'll be diving into it much more tomorrow in Friday spread, brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. But uh, looking at the Saturday contests and the teams playing in that and their injury reports here, uh, lengthy injury report for the Texans, but at least notably not practicing the last two days. Will Anderson, Noah Brown, Jonathan Grenard, Jerry Hughes, all not practicing in the last two days for the texans
0: yeah anderson and Grenard are the big ones on that as far as i'm concerned uh yeah anderson uh we saw him when last uh scene leaving that game he was in and out of that game last saturday night was that saturday night whenever that was against the colts uh because he he missed some time because of a high ankle sprain and clearly was hobbled when he was trying to play and didn't make it through the entire game uh, Grenard is a actually led them in sacks this year, and he did not play in that game last week. Uh, so that's a big deal heading into this game on Saturday night. Also, Denzel Ward of the Browns, I know, is listed as questionable. I'm not exactly sure. He missed some time late in the season because of an injury, but he came back and played. Didn't play the last game for the Browns because they didn't play anybody in the last game of the Browns. Uh, they basically activated their entire practice squad which i don't think i've ever seen before and played all, all those guys played last week in the brown season finale and uh you know so we've got to, you know we'll see but ward's a huge part of their team especially this week uh you know going against uh going against uh you know the dallas excuse me the uh the houston uh, passing game and uh, yeah, Ward against uh, Nico Collins is a big matchup in that game. That's another Ohio State-Michigan thing.
1: Yeah, so the update on Denzel Ward here is that uh, Stefanski told reporters that he injured his knee in practice today uh, and oh. that he was unsure if he'd be ready for Saturday. That was an update about a couple of hours ago. Ian Rapoport, in the last couple of minutes or so, has a new updated report uh, saying that he's told he is okay
0: whatever that means okay i'll say that too um yeah if he doesn't play or if he's slowed considerably uh this seriously hampers the chances of the browns winning and uh, as we mentioned yesterday when we talked about this game in the poll question uh the browns defense it went healthy this year has been tremendous at home, and they've had some games on the road where they've been not even close to tremendous and borderline and not even borderline bad in a couple of games, including the games against the Rams, and the Colts immediately come to mind.
1: The other contest on Saturday, I don't know if we're making too much of this, but Isaiah Pacheco practiced both days, and he hasn't been out there for the Chiefs in a while. That potentially helps Patrick Mahomes find another outlet in some screens and also in the run game.
0: Didn't Pacheco play two weeks ago? I think I thought he played that game. I know he missed some time before. I could be wrong. I apologize if I'm wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, I know he didn't play last week because no, they didn't play hardly anybody in that game as far as their main guys.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you also had the Dolphins with uh, Javon Holland and Xavier Howard not practicing. Limited both days was Devon Achan, Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddell.
0: Yeah, well, they need all those dudes. Uh, needless to say, uh, you know they have a horrendous history against good teams for the last two years. I believe it's only one team above 500 they have beaten the last two years, uh, and like you know some you know, you know when they played them. Uh, so that's uh, that's an issue, uh, and uh, those are some of their key players, and they really are out of pass rushers too. Their top three pass rushers of the season are all out for this game.
1: Poll questions, they're coming up on the other side of the break. The KDOS1060.com poll question in regards to Nick Saban. And the X poll question at KDOS AM 1060 in regards to the Dallas and Green Bay game. If you missed any of Bob's conversation about the Packers, uh, Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur playing in this playoff game. Cody Krupp, Fox 11, Green Bay, joined Bob in the Sports Zone, podcasted over at kdos1060.com, as well as on the app at KDOS AM 1060. Poll questions, they're next. It's The Extra Point on this Thursday, January 11th.
0: The Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060 and online at KDUS1060.com. 12 42 here on KDUS AM 1060.
1: As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS1060 app. It's time for today's poll questions. Of course, the big news yesterday afternoon in the college football world, Nick Saban retiring from coaching the Crimson Tide. The KDOS1060.com poll question is, is Nick Saban the greatest football coach, college or pro in American sports history?
0: Uh, the answer is yes, uh, and actually this question was you know, officially written before the Belichick news of this morning, but even if it were written afterwards, I would still say yes, and I'm saying yes because we now know about Belichick officially, but uh, I think yes, and uh, for a couple of reasons. I already stated a couple of times for the people just tuning in, though I'm going to you know, repeat this next, next thing again. Uh, to me, what he actually did at LSU was even more amazing than uh, the longevity at alabama uh you know lsu was the sleeping giant in college sports for more than 40 years before he won the national championship there in 2003 they went through a ton of coaches they always had a talent they have a tremendous fan uh, uh you know recruiting base to choose from there uh and so forth so that was a uh, yeah, you know, I think that the one year, I think that was his most impressive thing. But as far as his days in Alabama, not only did they, uh, they had talent when he was, uh, before between the Stallings and Shula when they, I mean, not Shula, uh, cause Shula between Stallings and Sabin, uh, they had talent, but they had, they, made some bad coaching choices, uh, with you know, Shula and others, uh, you know, and so forth. But, Yeah, the fact that he changed, Saban changed his style of play to suit football the way that football was in college. It was a big change from the time that he got there in 2007 when they went to, you know, pretty much a running style after he he increased. He actually ran some guys off, which was a good move, too, uh, that he decided and that maybe they decided that they weren't up for that and he wasn't up for them. Uh, But he completely changed his style as the college team changed. He brought in Lane Kiffin uh, to help run the offense for a while there and uh, went to more of a uh, conventional spread offense passing game. They've kind of gone back to the old ways here in the last year or so to best suit the the talent that he had available at this time. But just the fact that he, he didn't just do the same stuff forever, Until it didn't work. Uh, It, like, quote, didn't work for a little while. They still won 10 games, but it wasn't as good as it was expected. And I think actually losing uh, the uh, national semifinal to Ohio State in 2014 had a little bit to do with that, even though he had actually brought in Kiffin before that. Uh, But uh, I think that game really kind of changed his approach even further of what he wanted to do as a head coach in college football. So there's that. One other quick thing, as far as this topic goes, and everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, uh, you know, I talked to a, a, you know, a friend of mine also this morning. I, so I've got I've got two friends at least because I've t- you've referred to two friends' conversations this morning. Uh, but you know I talked about uh, you know he asked me whether if I'd ever ever really seen a day like the last or the last 24 hours. You know the Pete Carroll thing yesterday, but you know, more so Saban and Belichick and I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, there are very few 24-hour cycles. I've been uh, doing this job, or at least a job, in sports talk since 1988. I don't remember a cycle like this ever in a 24-hour period, ever.
1: So for me, uh, you know, Nick Saban is incredibly successful. You can't take away the fact that he's won seven national titles, six with Alabama, the dynasty that he had with Alabama, uh, doing it at kind of the height of this SEC power conference that it was uh, for that period of time. You want to throw in the fact that he's had a pretty successful coaching tree as well. Uh, it seems like his message has traveled on throughout in uh, his impact on the game has traveled throughout. I, though, because the way that I'm reading this question um, is that if we're saying he's the greatest of all time, I think then you have to factor in that there was the Miami stint that – there's nothing he could do about it that they didn't go with drew Brees, and maybe things would have been different. Maybe he wouldn't have had his career at Alabama if that's the case, but it was two years back to college. Um, So I think for me, the question is more that he becomes the greatest college coach of all time and that we're looking in and zooming in at that college resume and what he's been able to do at the three different places collegiately and that because in the NFL there's a whole other set of circumstances here, the the game is a little bit different as well as the salary cap era, et cetera, so it's hard to kind of cross, cross have that conversation uh, when there have been other – other coaches that have done that too so i'm going to say though for me i think he is the greatest college uh football coach
0: okay i don't think there's any argument there
1: uh the masses are on the no side of things at 67 percent of the vote yes sitting at 33 percent this is the kdos 1060.com poll question tossing it on over to twitter uh, or x i should say at kdos am 1060 who do you have sunday at dallas the cowboys minus seven and a half or the packers plus seven and a half i actually have the cowboys here in a teaser so tease them down to one and a half uh, I think they win the game. They have the firepower on offense at home. Uh, if you look at DAC splits at home, 73.3%, 22 touchdowns, three picks. On the road, 65.9% completion, 14 touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, you do have to wonder about the pressure mounting for the Cowboys to, to get further in the playoffs to achieve the success that they want to achieve here i do think that the packers though a little bit uh we talked about it yesterday in general just the youth of this team that they're also maybe a couple of players away uh on the defensive side of the ball uh to to really put up a huge challenge uh this sunday
0: yeah, I'm on uh, Dallas in this game, and I really don't think this is going to be particularly close, but I'd much rather play the over 50-and-a-half in this game than I would be the side. I uh, Dallas 34-23. to 23. A lot of the same reasons. Uh, the the uh, Packers, the youngest team in the NFL. They've also got some injuries. I'm very curious to see who pops up on that injury report tomorrow for the game on Sunday. They seem to have a few questions, and Dallas has some offensive line questions, but it seems as if, from what we've heard from Dallas this week, that uh, Martin and Smith are going to be good to go uh, this coming week, and uh, neither of them played last week in the Dallas game at Washington. Uh, So I think the injury side, uh, it seems to, uh, you know, the Cowboys seem to be in better shape right now than the Packers, and the fact that there's all this inexperience and, I'm really impressed with what the Packers have done this season, uh, not just their team, but also Matt Lafleur, who I think has done an incredible job, and his staff. Because this youngest team in the league, at least the youngest team in the playoffs. I'm not even sure if they're the youngest team in the league, but they are clearly the youngest team in the postseason. This team has gotten better during the season. I think that has a lot to do with uh, you know the the, the really the, uh, the coaching guys up. and Developing players, what a concept, uh, which is not done enough in professional or collegiate sports, for that matter, or talked about enough. And obviously, you know, we can go through the Cowboys' home uh, success over the last couple of years, and we'll get into that, I'm sure, a little bit even more in detail tomorrow during the Friday spread. But, you know, it's hard for me to imagine that the Cowboys are going to lose a home game. By the way, am I allowed to ask you, It's too is it too early to ask you who you're teasing it with, or are you going to reveal that tomorrow?
1: well i do know who i teased it with but shall we save it for tomorrow
0: that's up to you it's your your, you're the one doing the teasing here more in more ways than one
1: well let's just (laughs) keep with the theme then and i'll reveal it tomorrow
0: okay Okay, so you're teasing the game and you're teasing the topic yeah and i'm teasing
1: the teaser how's that all right man this teaser really better hit
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's the most publicized <laughs> teaser in the history of this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, and as some of the injuries are starting to, like, unveil themselves, I'm like, ooh, okay, well, we'll see how this goes.
0: Oh, Cleveland involved here? You might be in the right game.
1: Yeah, you might be in the right game. Okay,
0: okay. (laughs) There you go. All right.
1: We'll uh, wrap up this Thursday, January 11th edition. On the other side of the break, it is The Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060.
0: Extra point with local and national topics, betting lines, and banter. Weekdays 10 to noon on KTUS AM 1060. KTUS1060.com and the KTUS1060 app.
1: Wrapping up this Thursday, January 11th edition of Extra Point, KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com. And with the KDOS 1060 app, Bob, it's that time once again. It is thank you time.
0: As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also our guest today. Uh, Cowboys and Packers preview. Cody Krupp joined us from Fox 11 in Green Bay. On uh, Friday at 10:15. we'll preview the Lions and Rams Super Wild Card Game. Sound day courtesy of ESPN, Fox, 3TV, the New England Patriots, and also the Seattle Seahawks. Also, special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next.
1: Up next, from 1 to 3 p.m., it is the Doug Gottlieb Show, followed by the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5. The Sport 2 with Dave rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. And then you have NAU men's basketball taking on Montana State tonight. It's a pregame at 6.30 and tip-off at 7 right here at KDOS AM 1060. Mitch Stroman will have the call. Uh, The Phoenix Suns, they're taking on the Lakers tonight. It's an 8 p.m. start on TNT. Now, Bob, did you know that 51 Uh. years ago today... The oh, Ameri- I did not know. Okay. The American <laughs> League adopted the designated hitter and that oh. there are six players who have spent at least 50% of their career as a DH that have at least 300 home runs. Leading the way is David Ortiz with 541 home runs. Frank Thomas is second with 521, Nelson Cruz, 464, Harold Baines, 384. He played from 1980 to 2001. Don Baylor, 338 home runs, 1970 to 1988 for him. And Edgar Martinez, 309 home runs, 1987
0: to 2004. Okay, I didn't realize all that. I was anti-DH for many years until a couple years ago. And I uh, finally decided that, uh, actually, when, we, uh, the D, when they changed it, I think it was the pandemic year that they changed that at the time. Uh, but that kind of can, whenever they changed it, I was kind of pretty quickly convinced that maybe we should just move on for that. The uh, strategy involved with the DH and the non-DH was my argument for many, many, many years. Uh, but that seemed to wane in the final years of the DH.
1: Sunday Night Football averaged 21.4 million viewers in 2023. That's the best since 2015. Six games, in fact, topped over 25 million viewers. Friday Spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. It's tomorrow. We're looking for our first win of 2024. We do it all with you then. It is The Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060.